Despite what David had to say about Baker Mayfield last week, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are expected to pursue the free agent quarterback and that he, not Kyle Trask, will lead us into the next era of Bucks ball. That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. You are Locked on Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, as well as the 10 Tampa Bay Plus app that you can find on your Roku device and Amazon Fire Stick. And we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko, finally back after a very long Hockey road trip. Thank you to David for holding it down. That's right. My co-host, David Harrison of BucksGameDay.com right here with me. And you can follow all the action on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. The Buccaneers are reportedly moving on from one of Tom Brady's guys. And we're going to discuss whether or not Baker Mayfield can lead the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to their third Super Bowl championship in franchise history because I said it before that if Mayfield signed with the Buccaneers that he would be the starting quarterback that he would beat out Kyle Trask for that job and reportedly the Buccaneers plan on doing just that bringing Baker Mayfield anyway not necessarily giving him the starting job via Ian Rappaport on Tuesday Sun on Tuesday on Twitter Sunday uh, <laughs> when free agency begins the Bucs are expected to target ex Rams quarterback Baker Mayfield as a potential starting quarterback option Per me and Mike Garofolo, this is Ian tweeting this again. So per Ian Rapport and Mike Garofolo, this could be competition for Kyle Trask, their former second round pick, who the team likes a lot as TB plots life without Tom Brady. End quote. James, as you said in the cold open, I did part of part of one of my solo episodes while you were out doing that hockey was uh, about some free agent targets and ideally the episode was actually about guys i would like to see the buccaneers go ahead and pursue but I was like, you know what i haven't really talked a lot of baker mayfield so let me do so while james isn't here to interrupt me and i laid out a brilliant case for why the buccaneers should not pursue baker mayfield yet despite everything jason light and todd bulls and bruce arians and the glazer family just refuse just just refuse to just do whatever i tell them uh anytime i tell them anything Here's the thing that yeah, you know, and I've I've been on this. But you rallied for Baker Mayfield. That was that was actually the lead in. You rallied for Baker Mayfield to come to Tampa. So here are your flowers. I hope they I, die. Uh, the flowers, not Baker. Um, go ahead and, and take your victory lap real quick. I don't know if I've rallied for him so much as I just see why it makes a lot of sense. Look, you have to bring in multiple quarterbacks regardless. You have one. So if you sign a a veteran quarterback with starting experience, with playoff experience, it makes sense, especially if you could do it for a cheap price, which I don't think Baker Mayfield is going to cost a ton of money. Would I be all right with them bringing in Drew Locke or Jacoby Brissett, who they are also reportedly interested in? That's fine. You have to bring in a veteran. But my biggest thing in all of this is I think the Baker that we saw in 2020 where he led the, the Cleveland Browns to their first playoff win since 1994 is closer to the kind of Baker Mayfield that the Bucs would get if they sign him rather than the 2021 Baker that played with a 
nasty shoulder injury all year. The Baker in Carolina that, in my opinion, didn't really have a fair shake as that entire organization was in full-blown dysfunction all year long. Um, and then you know, didn't really have a ton of time with the Rams, had a nice comeback victory as, as you laid out. But you know, he was out there throwing to guys like Ben Skoranek, like in 2-2 Atwell. What are you going to do with that? You don't have Cooper out there. You don't have uh, any semblance of a, of a run game. So I I love the idea that the Buccaneers are pursuing Baker Mayfield. But I will throw a caveat in this. If they are going to bring him in, as Ian alludes to in his tweet, as competition for Kyle Trask, I want to see a real competition. I may legit, may the best man win. I know I've been hard on Kyle Trask. I know I have my reservations about him. I personally would rather see Baker as the starting quarterback, but he has to earn that job. And I think if if Baker is the guy for the Bucs, he understands that. He understands when he signs that he's not being handed this starting job, which may mean he go, may go to one of these other teams that are reportedly interested. They, uh, Tom Pelissero said multiple teams interested in Baker Mayfield. Okay, if you want to be handed a starting job, go somewhere else. Let Jacoby Brissett or Drew Locke come in and compete. The best man needs to win this competition. I just think that in a division that's still pretty wide open, Baker Mayfield gives the Bucs the best opportunity to compete in the division. Um, I disagree. I don't think that Baker Mayfield comes in, he needs to compete with Kyle Trask. I think if Baker Mayfield comes in, he needs to compete with Drew Locke. Because I feel like sure. if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if you're Jason Light, Bruce Arians, Todd Bowles, I mean, again, I know Todd Bowles wasn't the head coach when when Drew when uh, Kyle Trask was drafted, but he was on the team and he was in the room, he was in the meeting room, he was in the decision making meetings, right? So this isn't like foreign territory to him. Dave Canales is really the only outsider here, and Dave Canales was the Seahawks quarterbacks coach and passing game coordinator when the Seahawks tried to trade for Baker Mayfield last offseason. Remember June 2022. The Seattle Seahawks were reportedly close to a trade that would have brought Baker Mayfield to Seattle, would have sent Jimmy Garoppolo to Cleveland. San Francisco was involved. There was a whole mess thing. Obviously, it didn't end up happening. But obviously, you know, Dave Canales and his interest uh, in Baker Mayfield is not new. Um, I've had some conversations with people, and I don't honestly know if it's public knowledge or not, so I'm not going to share it as public knowledge. But uh, Bruce Arians likes Baker Mayfield as well. So this this Baker Mayfield connection with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers really is not a new connection. Um, it's actually two interests, Baker May- or, uh, Bruce Arians and Dave Canales, really all conv- con- colliding in Tampa, and now the opportunity is right. But you're only going to make this move if you don't believe that Kyle Trask is the guy. You might believe he could be the guy, right? You might believe that he could win a job. I understand that. But if you believe that Kyle Trask is the guy, you're not going to make this move. Like, bottom line, you're just not going to do that. So this tells me that you don't think Kyle Trask is the guy again. Could be, yes. I'm talking about is the guy. If he's not the guy, or he, he may just maybe be the guy, well, Baker Mayfield also might be the guy. You know who else might be the guy? Drew Locke might be the guy. There's a lot of guys who might be the guys. Only one of those guys could potentially recoup your fourth-round pick. That's Kyle Trask. He's a second-round quarterback. I don't know what the rest of the NFL thought about him, but bottom line is he's a quarterback, so those prices always get elevated. You think you flip a second-rounder for a fifth-rounder all the time, but this is a quarterback. So go out there, get yourself a fourth-round pick, and put yourself back in the fourth round market. Sign Drew Locke as well. Now you've got Baker Mayfield, Drew Locke, and a fourth round pick going to the NFL draft. 
that way. That's what I would want the Buccaneers to do if you're going to bring in Baker Mayfield because I don't see how Baker Mayfield doesn't beat Kyle Trask. There's the experience aspect of it uh, that you mentioned already, James. But then again, Dave Canales wanted Baker Mayfield. Like Dave Canales was part of the CLC Hawks decision-making brain trust that wanted to pursue Baker Mayfield to come to Seattle. Obviously, he sees traits in Baker Mayfield that fit what Dave Canales likes to do offensively. He's not super athletic, but he's athletic enough to move around. We saw that in Cleveland. We saw it a little bit in Carolina, and we saw it again in Los Angeles. So I would say that Baker Mayfield does fit the Kyle Trask, or the Kyle Trask, the Dave Canales offense, what I think it's going to be more than Kyle Trask does. So in that case, if you do this, again, get what you can for Kyle Trask, let Kyle go, admit defeat on that second-round pick. It's okay. It's not going to fire. It's not going to get everybody fired. But go get a fourth-round pick. Maybe you get a Tajay Spears out of Tulane who can now help Baker Mayfield or Drew Locke if you want to open up a true competition. Get a guy who's got a year in the, in the system. Get a guy that a year ago they wanted in the system. Let them duke it out. I still say you go for Hendon Hooker in the third or the fourth round uh, if you can get him. But that's what I would like to see. Bottom line, expect the Buccaneers. I mean, we're in the midst of free agent frenzy, legal tampering, that NFL network. All Apparently, all of a sudden just hates that phrase. I mean, they couldn't say it enough during their early broadcast that they just hate the <laughs> phrase legal tampering. Uh Add that to the list of weird things to be offended by. Um, at the bottom line, Baker Mayfield turns 28 in April, projected to make $6.5 million per year on his next contract, according to SpotTrack. We've talked about that. We speculate probably more closer to the $8 million per year uh, range. If the Bucs do this thing, then the next question, James, for me, has to be whether or not Baker Mayfield can lead the Buccaneers to a Super Bowl, even if it's not necessarily this year. Just can Baker Mayfield lead this team to a Super Bowl? One of us is going to say absolutely not. We're going to get into that discussion coming up right here on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. And today's episode of Locked on Bucks is brought to you by FanDuel. The final stretch of the NBA season is here, and now is a perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers, you get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and even threes drained. Right now, if you want to get your money on some NFL action, the Buccaneers are plus 7,500 odds to win next year's Super Bowl. The worst odds in the entire NFC South. Worse than the Desmond Ritter Atlanta Falcons. Worse than the number one overall pick, probably Bryce Young, Carolina Panthers. The Buccaneers plus 7,500. I wish you could just bet on them to like finish better than those guys. You know what I mean? Like I'd put money on that. All the way. Uh, if you're looking for more current action, FanDuel even uh, lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger pat with same game parlays, NHL, NBA, all going on. So don't miss your chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more of FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. <laughs> and come to grips with the fact that the Buccaneers are indeed going to be pursuing Baker Mayfield in free agency. And to me, that means he's a starting quarterback. Again, trash season, just not going to be a thing in Tampa Bay. Sorry, Gators fans. Uh, maybe that Gator-heavy mock draft will come to fruition and you'll get some Gator love that way. But it's just not going to happen with Kyle Trask if they bring in Baker Mayfield. Honestly, even if they bring in Drew Locke, I think I said. I think Drew Locke beats him out for the starting job. Anyway, so what a great use of a second-round pick. Moving forward, the question we need to answer, James, is whether or not Baker can lead this team to a Super Bowl. My answer is no. Can Baker Mayfield lead the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to a Super Bowl? Eileen, probably not. And I was, I was having this discussion with my dad, who I have mentioned 
you know, on this podcast as not wanting Baker Mayfield to come to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I told him kind of the same thing that I've told you, like, look, you have to sign a quarterback. You, you need to bring in a veteran. It's nice to bring in a cheap veteran with the experience that he has, but unless he absolutely goes on a tear and he looks, you know, like the number one pick in the NFL draft, finally living up to his expectations and potential. What you're doing here is you're signing a bridge. That's all you're doing. You're signing a bridge, which is why I think the competition between he and Kyle Trask will be great because you're either getting a decent bridge for the next year or two while you continue to look for your franchise quarterback, which could be Hendon Hooker in in the third round. Um, You're not tied to him. You know, and and I get the mentality of if you're going to sign him and live in quarterback purgatory, then there's no point. You either roll with what you have and, and you're good or you suck and you can draft one. But yeah. you have to sign quarterbacks regardless. Who knows? Maybe we're going to look back on this conversation three years from now and be like, holy crap, Baker Mayfield won a Super Bowl for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But perhaps, I, you probably know, not. Right, exactly. Probably not, but. You know, who would have thought that Drew Brees would have done what he did with the Saints after all of his injury issues and the problems in in San Diego and being replaced there? You just, you never know how these things play out. Um, I'm not saying Baker Mayfield is Drew Brees. Please don't hear what I'm not saying. But, um, you know, I think when you look at, at where the Buccaneers are in terms of their roster, in terms of their salary cap, in terms of their coaching staff and and kind of hitting the reset button. Baker Mayfield just makes sense, he, but he's probably not going to lead you to a Super Bowl. No. So my next question would be, then what are we doing here? Right? Because to me, what you just said is this is a one way street to be in the Dallas Cowboys and the Dallas Cowboys have made it to a lot of playoffs. The Dallas Cowboys have won a good amount of NFC East division championships. They've been competitive in December. They have not won any Super Bowls since Troy Aikman started broadcasting games high. Yeah, but you could say the same thing about the Green Bay Packers. Over you can't the say the same decade. thing about the Green Bay Packers. So, and when, what are the Green Bay Packers doing? The Green Bay Packers, I mean, it's not official yet, right? But are looking like they're going to jettison their Hall of Fame quarterback. They're going to say, you know what? Hall of Fame quarterback time, we're done with it. It's, it's time to move on. The Buccaneers are doing the same thing. They're rolling with Jordan Love. They're rolling with a guy that they drafted with the intention of being the next starting quarterback when they drafted him. Now it's time to see, is this cake going to rise or is this cake going to collapse on itself? If it collapses on itself, hey, look, Caleb Williams is coming out. There's some other guys uh, coming out as as well. What the Buccaneers are doing is having the same opportunity to say, okay, Hall of Fame quarterback time is over. We drafted a guy to replace him. But hey, you know what? We don't know if he's going to be that good. So let's bring in a guy who might be middle of the road. Now, look, that's your opinion. Maybe the Buccaneers think that Baker Mayfield can win them a Super Bowl if and, and even if they don't, Jason Light's not going to come out like, yeah, look, guys, we're probably going to win some games. We're probably not going to win a championship with this guy, but we're probably going to win. I'm just saying, if you're sitting in one buck and you're saying Baker's not going to win us a championship, but he's going to win us some games, then I think you're, you're cutting off your nose to spite your face. Here's what I will tell you. 11 quarterbacks in the history of the National Football League, 11 quarterbacks have won Super Bowls not playing for the team that drafted them or the team that they entered the NFL in. 11 times out of 57. That means. 46 out of 57 Super Bowls have been won by quarterbacks that were drafted by the team they won the quarterback with. Let's go through the history here. Len Dawson was with his fourth team 
when he won the Super Bowl in 1969. Jim Puckett, Jim Puckett was with his third team, third team when he won it in 1980. Doug Williams was with his second team, first one being the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, when he won a Super Bowl in 1987. Steve Young, his second team, first one being the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, when he won a Super Bowl in 1994. Brett Favre was with his second team, kind of, you know what I mean? Like, technically, it was his second team. Brett Favre spent a, like a year with the Atlanta Falcons. Anyway, he won Super Bowl in 1996. Trent Dilfer was with his second team when he won in 2000, his first team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Brad Johnson, here we go, was with his third team when he won a Super Bowl for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Drew Brees, like you mentioned, James, with his second team when he won his. Peyton Manning won one with the second team. I put an asterisk next to that name, to be quite honest with you. Uh, Tom Brady, also with his second team. I put an asterisk with that name as well. Two legends going on and winning Super Bowls with other teams. I, I view those as part of the exception than part of the rule. Um, Matt Stafford with his second team back in 2021. I put an asterisk on that one too, though, James, because here's the thing. You know what all of those quarterbacks have in common? The 11 quarterbacks that won Super Bowls with a team other than the team that drafted them or brought them into the NFL. And I say that because Kurt Warner, I get it, was not drafted by the Rams, but he was brought into the NFL uh, by the Rams. You know what they all have in common? They all played with top 10 defenses, except for Drew Brees, who had a top 20 defense, and Matt Stafford, who had a top 15 defense in the Los Angeles Rams. Here's the thing about that, though. Here's why I put an asterisk on that one. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers had the fifth best defense that season. And tell me if I'm wrong here, but if Ryan Jensen's not playing injured, playing but injured, if Ronald Jones isn't out of that game injured, if Tristan Wirfs isn't out of that game injured, and if Chris Godwin isn't out of that game injured, the Buccaneers win that game. They probably win another Super Bowl. Top five defense wins a Super Bowl for a quarterback who wins it without his, his first team. So yeah. my point is this. If you take away the asterisks, Right, being Peyton Manning, all-time great. And look, we all know Peyton Manning got carried to that thing by his defense, right? Shaquille Barrett, part of that. And Tom Brady, all-time legend. If you take away those two asterisks, we'll leave Matt Stafford on there. That's nine. Nine times in the history of the Super Bowl has a quarterback won a Super Bowl with another team. that With a team other than the team that drafted them. Every single time, they had to have a top 10 defense to do it, except for one. So again, pure exception, one out of 57. Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year had the 13th ranked defense in the National Football League. They're potentially losing Jamal Dean, Sean Murphy Bunting, Mike Edwards, Levante David. You only got Vita Vea starting on your defensive line. This is not a team, in my opinion right now, that is set up to win a, a championship with anybody else's quarterback. They're not even equipped to, to win a Super Bowl with their own quarterback, let alone a transplant. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to argue with that. You know, and at the same time, you can make the argument that, well, they're probably not going to win one with Kyle Trask either. So it's true. It's, but Kyle Trask will potentially get you Caleb Williams or Drake May or sure. I don't even know a quarterback that is like Will Levis that we're not even talking about right now that we'll be talking about uh, yeah. next year. Baker okay. Mayfield is going to get you the 15th overall pick. Yeah, you're you're probably right. Of course, it would be easier to move up from 15 into the top 10 than it is from 19 into the top 10 if there's a quarterback you fall in love with. So it's... It is what it is. We'll, we'll see how it all shakes out. And it's not even a done deal yet. We still don't know if Baker Mayfield is going to end up with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or not. But the Bucs made enough moves to be cap compliant, and they aren't done freeing up money in order to try to bring back some of their own and pursue Baker Mayfield. More on that coming up next on Locked on Bucks. 
The Built March Madness Bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now is your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know that I'm going to be voting for the Lemon Dipped Cheesecake Puff because if there are two things in this world that I really truly enjoy, it's lemon-flavored desserts and it's cheesecake. So it's the perfect mix over my wife made a lemon cheesecake yesterday it was delicious. Oh, that sounds amazing my son's favorite dessert is like you know what i'm not even going to get into it because we got to talk about puffs because these cheesecakes and these desserts are not as healthy and delicious for you as these built bars and built puffs and if you want your favorite to win then you're going to be voting for the uh the lemon dip cheesecake puff to win as well. Support your team, support your bar, support your puff. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked on listeners will get a free box of builds. Not only that, but one locked on fan will win a 12 month subscription to built to have Built's best par bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You got to try built built is the best protein bar ever. They are so amazing, you won't think that they are good for you. But what makes Built Bars and Puffs so good, they're high in protein, low in sugar, and covered in 100% real chocolate. Run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. So hop in and support your favorite Built. Things up here on a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. And the Buccaneers are making another roster move in the form of Shaq Mason. One way or another, that guy's not going to be on the roster in 2023. According to Tom Pelissero of NFL Network, the Buccaneers are actively shopping guard Shaq Mason. And if they cannot find a trade partner, they will release him at the start of the new league year. That's going to free up about $5 million in cap space. David. There are some mixed feelings about that move on the Twitter sphere. Some are saying Shaq Mason is a top six or seven guard in the NFL. So why would the Buccaneers want to get rid of him? Even with that money, you could extend him. You could you know, rearrange it so that his cap hit this year isn't as big and, and you get him for a couple more years. But then there are others saying that, honestly, the numbers show that he wasn't really an upgrade over Alex Kappa, let alone in the upper echelon of, of guards in the National Football League. And, uh, Shaq Mason was one of the cuts that you made on this show a few weeks back when we went through. We each cut three players. We each signed a free agent, and we each made a first-round draft pick of how we thought the Buccaneers could start to shape things this offseason. So I'm assuming you like the idea of this move for the Buccaneers. I mean, yeah. It, look, it's not it's not that I was like hoping for Shaq Mason to lose his job. You know what I mean? But when you when you look at the numbers, you look at the performance of the offensive line. I know a lot of attention got paid to Donovan Smith uh, and Luke Gedeke, but Shaq Mason was actually the second worst pass protector on the offensive line. And typically when you talk pass protection, you're talking about your tackles, right? But you you look at what Tom Brady's weakness is. It's up the middle pressure, up the middle pressure. It's always been up the middle pressure. If you are serious about giving Kyle Trask a chance to compete, even if it's against Baker Mayfield uh, or Drew Locke or whoever, Kyle Trask is not 
a running quarterback. He's not, he's probably not even as athletic as say like a CJ Stroud is who kind of surprised some people with the level of athleticism. He showed athleticism. He showed the last time we saw him on a competitive football field, um, which means where are teams going to try to pressure Kyle Trask right up the middle. So if you've got a guy playing guard, starting at guard, making, you know, starting caliber, uh, bottom tier starting caliber money. Sure. Um, that's that's a problem you know what i mean if you can't pass protect you've got ryan jensen coming back again i'm i'm a big advocate of aaron stinney if you go back to that episode where yes i made Shaq mason one of my cuts i also made aaron stinney my resign that that we got to resign a guy so you bring aaron stinney back you put him over there with tristan worse and ryan jensen and guess what those three guys have played together and they played together a good amount of time they played together in the super bowl um that's that's valuable to me right and then you look at the left side you've got a left tackle situation you know, you got a left guard situation. We'll see what they do with Gedeke. Maybe they move him to the right. Maybe they move Tristan to the left. Whatever it is, bottom line is you're getting the opportunity to get a front five on the field that has some experience, has some proven potential uh, and performance. And, again, I, if Aaron Stinney's recovery is coming along well, that's the question mark that I can't answer. But the Buccaneers will have those answers. If that's the case, I'm much more comfortable rolling Aaron Stinney out there uh, at right guard than I am Shaq Mason personally. And you look at this NFL draft class, we've talked about this. If you need an offensive lineman, this is the year to need an offensive lineman because you're going to find offensive line talent in this NFL draft in the back end of the first half and throughout day two. You're going to get guys. You could arguably, depending on how this board falls, there's potential there. You could get a guy in the third round. I've seen Luke Whipler mocked in the third round, uh, center out of Ohio State. Sometimes you might get an old lineman in the third round that could start for you day one. Like That's how talented this offensive line group is. So if you are an NFL team in need of reshaping your O-line, this is the year to do it. And to me, that's why you get rid of Donovan Smith this year. And uh, it looks like that's why you get rid of Shaq Mason as well. Jensen, Stinney, Werfs, left or right side, doesn't matter. Get a key. We'll see where he falls into place. But then you spend probably two of your first three draft picks uh, on O-linemen, depending on whether or not they sign any, any here in free agency. Yeah, and you still have the option of moving Robert Hainsey back to his natural position of guard. You know, that that opens yeah. up the possibility. You can you can exploit that. And And David, I made you a promise. Sir, and yeah, because once you trade Kyle Trask for a fourth round pick, potentially you get an offensive lineman in the fourth round. You're not trading Kyle Trask for a fourth round pick, but I I made you a promise. I'm going to keep that promise, uh, and I'm going to get you a fourth round pick. And I realize Thank you're. You. We've seen people say, "Well, why why would you try to trade him and then turn around and say that you're going to release him if you can't trade him?" I'll tell you why. Because as soon as you are trying to trade him. And you're in the cap situation that the Bucs are in. They are teams already know that you're going to release them if you can't trade them. So you give up Shaq Mason and pick 175, one of those two fifth round picks, and you get yourself a fourth in return. You get to shed that cap. You get yourself into the fourth round, and who knows? We're gonna you can draft yourself an offensive lineman, or you know you can take advantage of a deep uh, defensive back. Class, you could take advantage of a deep tight end draft class. Um, so there's a lot of options there. But if a team really wants to secure that offensive lineman spot with a simple matter of a a pick swap between a fourth and a fifth rounder, someone is going to take that deal. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if if on tomorrow's episode, Evan Klosky and I are talking about the fact that Shaq Mason has been traded. Uh, but we're going to have to hurry up and wait. To find out before all of that happens. With that, we are going to bid you a fond and fair adieu. We want to thank you so much 
for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or view of the day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NFL Draft. Damian Parson, who was on Friday's episode of Locked On Bucks, if you haven't heard it, go listen to it because that dude was incredible. Lots of knowledge coming from Damian Parson and, of course, his co-host Keith Sanchez. They are providing in-depth coverage of the biggest NFL draft prospects with deep dives into sleepers and hidden gems that can change your favorite NFL franchise. Find Locked On NFL Draft wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Check out everything David's doing over at BucksGameDay.com. Check out everything I'm doing over at BucksNation.com. And, of course, follow everything on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons, and we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers made a huge move on Monday in bringing back one of their own. I am James Yarko, one of the hosts of the Locked on Bucks podcast, here to talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers signing cornerback Jamel Dean to a four-year, $52 million deal ahead of free agency beginning on Wednesday. Jamel Dean was widely considered one of, if not the best, cornerback set to hit the market. NFL.com had him ranked as the 10th best free agent ready to hit the market, and the Buccaneers were not considered to be a team in a position that could re-sign him. Instead, Jason Light works his magic, solidifies the other starting cornerback job opposite of Carlton Davis, and does so at a relative bargain compared to what Dean was estimated to get on the open market. Some had predicted that Dean could get upwards of $18 million a year. Instead, it's a four-year deal worth $52 million, and the Buccaneers now have more options heading into the NFL draft where they don't have to find a starting corner early on in the draft. Still going to have to address the position as it is now likely that Sean Murphy Bunting will be moving on, who was also a free agent, but bringing back Jamel Dean was one of the biggest moves the Buccaneers could make to help this defense. For more on this and all things Buccaneers, check out my co-host David Harrison and I on the Locked On Bucks podcast five days a week right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.